Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What is the Respect for Marriage Act? The United States Senate is going to be considering this legislation this week, but what does it really do? Innocuous on its face and in title, it seems like it's no big deal. Remember how they told us that the Inflation Reduction Act would actually reduce inflation. And then after it was passed, they said, LOL, just kidding. It's a climate bill. So what is the Respect for Marriage Act? Now, supporters of it would say that all it does is it federally recognizes same-sex civil marriage. You know, no big deal, they say. But if you look under the hood, what would that do to institutions, to to people, to churches who uh, abide by biblical teachings that marriage is between a man and a woman? Would that put them in the crosshairs of lawsuits or ire from the federal government? Now, those who oppose the legislation have expressed great concerns. Rabbi Yaakov Menken, the founder of Project Genesis, had this to say about it. He said the so-called Respect for Marriage Act is the federal government explicitly declaring the Bible is wrong. He goes on to note that the legislation allows any private actor to initiate a lawsuit if a religious school wishes to recognize only traditional marriages. Also concerns that it goes way beyond that. That if it becomes law, it could affect employment decisions, employee spousal benefits, eligibility for grants or contracts, accreditation, tax exemptions, even put faith-based foster care and adoption agencies in the crosshairs of, of lawsuits and potentially the federal government. Many senators have also expressed concern as well. Senator Mike Lee has introduced an amendment to try to actually protect religious liberty in America, but the Senate's not even allowing for it. They won't even take up Senator Mike Lee's amendment. 
And Senator Mike Lee has said that what this actually is, what the Respect for Marriage actually is, this act, this legislation, is that this is a shell game that ends in the destruction of religious liberty in America. Senator Lindsey Graham had this to say. He said that the sponsor's refusal to adopt Senator Lee's amendment, which clearly protects religious institutions, says all I need to know about the potential risks of the bill. So we're going to turn to Travis Weber, who is the vice president for policy and government affairs at the Family Research Council, to find out what the bill actually is. What would it do if this legislation was passed? And what does it mean for religious liberty in America more broadly? I hope you'll tune in for this really important conversation. I I believe it's truly a really important conversation because not everything is always as it seems. Marriage Act. Obviously, you know, Democrats are really good at giving sort of these Orwellian names to things, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act. And then they were like, LOL, just kidding. It's a climate bill. So, you know, I want to I want to get into, you know, what actually is the Respect for Marriage Act? What's the intent? But also, what does it actually do? Yeah, I mean, I think that their intent is to um, try to to take advantage of the, the moment politically and push something that they think will Help them out, even though no, no Republicans, no one is 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 trying to otherwise address this issue right now legislatively at the national level. Uh, they're they're claiming this is in response to a threat from Justice Thomas' concurrence in the Dobbs case, but uh, they're the ones raising, you know, making cultural war, so to speak, right now with this bill. Um, the bill, the bill's title is also deceiving. It's it doesn't respect marriage. I mean, the, the problem, you know, we were inventing something. When we get into the area of same-sex marriage as a society, and this is a dangerous road to be on. Um, additionally, the, the, the issue that we are trying to help people understand about this bill right now is that its implications for religious liberty would be drastic by, by repealing the Defense of Marriage Act in federal law, which is what the bill does, mandating full faith and credit Uh, based on a state's definition of same-sex marriage or however otherwise a state would define marriage, uh, and failing to protect religious liberty in the bill, the bill, if it becomes law, is going to unleash attacks, litigation, marginalization, and other social, legal, and economic consequences for those who disagree. And that's the significant point we're really trying to help senators understand right now. The bill just doesn't protect religious liberty. So you've got some senators coming out now saying this version protects religious liberty. That version does not, because all it does is say churches and religious organizations uh, can't be forced to perform same-sex marriage ceremonies, in essence, on their facilities. That's not an issue right now. The issue is the, the all the other consequences of dissenting from the view that same-sex marriage is legitimate. So a religious college that wants to have a code of conduct and force it on its campus would not be protected, for example, among many other examples. So the current text fails to protect it, even though you hear Republicans, um, the, the compromise between Senators Tillis Collins and Baldwin going around saying it protects religious liberty. This is unfortunately, I think, has hoodwinked a number of other Republicans, 12 of whom voted for this, the first procedural vote, 
uh, but they, they're just misinformed. It doesn't protect religious liberty. Senator Lee's amendment would protect religious liberty. We're going to have more votes after uh, this weekend. That's the nutshell of, of the situation, but it really doesn't protect religious liberty. Well, and you've got a lot of religious leaders who are raising concerns about what this could do. I was reading this Daily Signal article, and uh, Rabbi Yaakov Menken, the founder of Project Genesis, said that essentially what the Respect for Marriage Act would do is saying that, you know, the federal government would explicitly declare that the Bible is wrong. Uh, you know, you go on to, to, you know, there's other, you know, uh, some bishops recently raised some concerns as well. And so the Respect for Marriages Act's rejection of timeless truths about marriage is evident on its face and in its purpose. It would betray our country's commitment to the fundamental right of religious liberty. That's from Cardinal Timothy Dolan of New York and Bishop Robert Barron of uh, Winona, Rochester, Minnesota. So, you know, religious leaders here raising concerns and essentially saying, declaring what they believe, what their religion teaches, what the Bible teaches is inherently wrong. Yeah, no, that, that's right. You know, and, and one of the things the bill would do is, is send a signal that <clears throat> the federal government or people's voice in Congress is saying that um, same-sex marriage is legitimate other views of marriage are not legitimate. That's a dangerous place to be because uh, that's going to be the basis of, of finding a federal a national public policy um, in favor of same-sex marriage. That will be used to revoke tax-exempt status of anyone who disagrees, religious organizations, eventually churches, synagogues, mosques. You, know, you, you mentioned Rabbi Menken. He's, he represents the voice of many traditional Jews in the Jewish community who who disagree with the push, the ideological push against uh, traditional more religious values. And so um, the, the, the national public policy finding could follow from this bill. That would be disastrous for anyone who doesn't agree with what the bill is doing. So, so very much so the signal this sends against the scripture and against traditional Judaism, any, you know, Islam, anyone who, 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 uh, religiously or otherwise disagrees, and it's actually a good point. It, it's not you know it, it's not just religion. It could be if you disagree with this as a policy, um, the, the bill could be used eventually against you. Is if we have a national public policy in favor of same sex marriage, and so so that's you know the, the signaling effect, the impact on the landscape of the litigation that's been playing out for years already. You have Jack Bates, small business owners like Jack Phillips, Baronel Stutzman at the Supreme Court multiple times trying to defend their rights to simply exercise their faith in their business, right? So we don't want to create a cake for a same-sex marriage. The, her, their opponents are showing up in their shops, forcing them to, using the courts to force them to, when other shops will create that same cake. And so um, these people are going to be totally thrown under the bus by this bill, if it passes, uh, there are multiple problems with it. Well, and you know that's why you know senators should be encouraged to take on uh, Senator Mike Lee's amendment because we we, we can't. There, there's no uh, there's no understanding that the left would act in good faith because, as you just pointed out, the continued assault on Jack Phillips' masterpiece cake shop. In, in Colorado and the undermining of him trying to drive him out of business, trying to target him. And this is just one example. So the idea that somehow, 
you know, we should just trust that they would act in good faith has already been thrown out the window when, you know, as you pointed out what they've done to Jack Phillip and uh, in Colorado. Yeah. And you're very, you know, when we, when the nation was having a discussion and various court cases on the issue of same sex marriage years ago, what we heard was, you know, we were told, you know, that, that others will be tolerated and we just want marriage and, and we'll respect those who disagree the bill doesn't do that. And behind this is a threat, as you note, to people like Jack Phillips, including, um, you know, anyone who wants to sort of exercise their views in the context of the federal government, those who want to receive public money, contract with the government, um, anyone in the marketplace, because the bill will open up, invite more litigation against them, like Jack Phillips, religious colleges, universities, full be able to live out their faith. Um, and I'm aware that, you know, there there are schools, College of the Ozarks and other schools in Missouri, the home state of Roy Blunt, who voted for this bill, uh, who are very concerned about the impact that their own senator uh, will be helping achieve the, the negative adverse uh, effect on their own religious liberty that Senator Blunt is helping usher in. So, you know, he, uh, Joni Ernst from Iowa, Todd Young, from Indiana, Cynthia Lummis from Wyoming, and um, and the others who who voted for this, it's a significant problem that they would fail to see that this does not protect religious liberty. Um, I, I think you know they could just be. There's some messages out there that this does based on the language of the bill, uh, but it do, I already reviewed how it doesn't. You know, it just it would only protect them in these these pastors and these groups who are related to the solemnization of a marriage that that does not protect your religious liberty and um you know it includes perfunctory language about this bill will not impact religious liberty well as you noted um that statement requires trust and no one should have it that that you know the the people who oppose religious liberty in the area of marriage will honor a statement like that. They will not. And uh, the courts, the full weight of the government will be brought down on people's heads who disagree. So, you know, Senator, the, the 12 who voted for this, Senator Blunt, Burr, Capito, Collins, Ernst, Lummis, Murkowski, Portman, Romney, Sullivan, Tillis, and Young, those 12 Republican senators need to understand that this does not protect religious liberty. Well, and to your point, it broadens out, you know, who could get, uh, you know, sued or, or face persecution for their beliefs. And the rabbi had mentioned earlier, Rabbi Mencken, he also went on to say uh, any private actor to initiate a lawsuit or this legislation allows any private actor to initiate a lawsuit if a religious school wishes to recognize only traditional marriages. The National Catholic Register uh, you know, talked about uh, an analysis that was done on what this said and, and said that, you know, it could affect, as you were pointing out earlier, even more broadly, employment decisions, employee spousal benefits, eligibility for grants or contracts, accreditation, tax exemptions, you know, goes on faith-based foster care and adoption agencies, housing providers, uh, you know, goes on and on and on about the amount of people that could be impacted by this, uh, you know, simply because, you know, they believe what the Bible says. Yeah, that's true. I mean, basically, if you look at the last, you know, what, what's seven years now since Obergefell, even 10 years, last, you know, decade of, of struggle in the society, our society over people's freedom to exercise their beliefs about marriage, you, you look at that landscape and anything that we've seen 
in that landscape likely is, is fair game under this bill. Because again, the bill only protects the solemnization of marriages uh, related to certain organizations who are engaged in the practice, the, the, the furtherance of religion. So it's very narrow. Everything you just outlined, everything I've discussed already here, uh, would not be protected. And um, uh, this is a serious problem because this is where the, 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 the freedom, the, the disagreement and the struggle over freedom has played out over this issue. It's not been over the performance of marriage. No one, no one's showing up in a church and saying, I want you to marry me. And if, if, if they did that to a pastor disagreed, that case would likely find its way into court and the pastor would be protected under the first amendment. That's not something we've seen. We've seen everything else, which is, um, we, we want this religious school to, to house us in their dorms, just like anyone else, uh, provide the same treatment, just like in contravention of the beliefs of the one they're asking to provide that treatment. That's a, that's the religious freedom issue. The Jack Phillips, the small business cases. You mentioned adoption; that's a big one. Um, the treatment, accreditation, tax exempt status of religious organizations and others, uh, with re, and their interaction with the federal government, contracts, grants. Um, in in addition to just the ability of of you know those exercising their faith to live it out in their business or. Uh, local community or society in other ways. I mean, this this is a serious issue, and and the, the beliefs of those who dissent are going to be uh, just pushed to the side more and more. They're not going to be treated as legitimate. This is going to be the basis of actors in society to justify marginalizing them. They'll say, "Well, Congress passed this bill. We don't have to give that person a voice or platform." And we can claim we're having a fair debate over the issue. We don't need to hear from them because they're beyond the bounds of polite society because they're defending marriage between a man and a woman. That's kind of what we're going to be looking at here, and that's why this is so dangerous. And if there wants to be this broader conversation about inclusion, then why are people of faith being excluded? Yeah, there's no there's no good reason. There's no good reason for senators to not consider Senator Lee's amendment as protective of religious liberty. The fact that Schumer, Senator Schumer, and all you know, his allies who want to see this bill passed, the fact that they don't want to consider Senator Lee's amendment to it tells you what you need to know about their respect for religious liberty and about where this is all going. Because if they're not even going to consider his amendment, that tells you they don't believe the protections in his amendment deserve consideration. And those protections are common sense protections. That his amendment simply says that the, the people shall not be um, uh, treated on the basis of um, uh, shall not be subject to discriminatory action because of their religious belief or moral conviction that marriage is the union of a man and a woman. Uh, and it says it goes on to, to protect the context of tax um, treatment. Um, uh, funding for grants, contracts, subcontracts, loans, and other agreements with the federal government and uh, federal benefits and um, uh, use of federal property and accreditation. And and so if that's not even <laughs> – so if the people pushing this bill are saying we want to protect religious liberty, they're not even able to consider that, they don't want to protect religious liberty. And that needs to be understood by the 12 Republicans who voted – voted for this and everyone looking at this debate. Well, and that's what Senator Lindsey Graham said, who uh, you know voted no on the bill, I believe. He, he tweeted this, that the sponsor's refusal to adopt Senator Lee's amendment, which clearly protects religious institutions, says all I need to know about the potential risks of this bill 
Uh, Josh Hawley said that this bill could lead to coercion. Uh, Senator Mike Lee, who introduced the amendment that we're, we're talking about, said that this is a shell game that ends in the destruction of religious liberty in America. You know, I, I believe was it the Lee amendment was already was it already voted down? Uh, no, it's not being considered. You know, and so far the Democrats have not have not uh, have have refused to consider Senator Lee's amendment. Um, you know, if you refuse to engage that in discussion that I'm aware of, um, you know, and so senators should vote against cloture unless Senator Lee's amendment is adopted into the bill. If Senator Lee's amendment is not attached to this bill, those senators, uh, even the ones who voted so far for this bill, should refuse to vote for cloture. We're going to see two more votes next week. In November, the 5.30 on the 28th, 5.30 p.m., there's a vote scheduled that requires 60 senators. So they need they need 10 of those 12 to um, uh, uh, to vote for for the um, that on that on that procedural vote on the 28th. Two days after that, there's going to be um, another 60 vote threshold vote, I think, to proceed to clo- final the final cloture vote. And then there'll be final passage requiring 50 votes. So so they, they, but Senator Lee's amendments not even been in the mix. And so, you know, our 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 position is that you know senators should not vote for cloture on this unless Senator Lee's amendment is actually adopted into the bill. And if it's not, the, the, the discussion over the over good faith and religious freedom is over. They don't want to protect religious freedom. That's the end of the story. Um, so, yeah, they have refused to consider it so far, though. Let's take a quick commercial break. More on the Respect for Marriage Act on the other side. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them. Sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from 4Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. How fundamental is religious freedom to a free society, religious liberty to a free society? I, I mean, it's yeah, it, it's a, it's totally essential, you know. And, and I think there's a, you know, it, it's interesting to reflect on this over Thanksgiving as well, right? Because the founding of our country was related to to the the people fleeing, you know, across an ocean to have the freedom to live out their faith. And so it might not be of equal importance to everyone, but everyone should recognize the value that it contributes to a society and the necessity of allowing the space for those who want to live out their faith. No one should be forced to violate their conscience in a free society. And that's what we're dealing with here in this, in this context. But we need to provide the space for people to live out their faith. Not only is it the right thing to do as a, as a matter of American um, a, a principle, you know, of our American constitutional republic going back to our founding, um, you know, not only is it right on, on, on that score, you know, we, when we look at for people who can't relate to this maybe as much personally, look at freedoms that they enjoy, freedom of the press or freedom of speech, free speech. These are things that has, have defined America since its founding. So they're foundational in that in that score because they, they produce the the. the full human flourishing, allow people to reach their full potential, but they also add value, right? There's millions and millions of dollars of value added to our society by the contributions of religious foster adoption providers, for example, um, those caring for, for, for the poor and needy, those providing housing, housing for the poor and needy, educational uh, institutions, and those contributing to the education of our society. These are, these are massive inputs from religious communities. So if you don't allow the freedom of the religious communities to, to live those areas out as they according to their faith and force them to violate their conscience in them, they're just going to drop out, they're going to cease doing them, they're going to withdraw. That not only stamp, stomps on the freedom of people that America should be ashamed to be stomping on, but, but it actually it, it causes a degradation of our society's well-being. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're taking the institutions of society, tearing them apart, a big part of those are religious institutions. What is this administration, the Biden administration's record on religious liberty? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's not good. You know, the, the Biden administration has made a point to undo virtually all of the previous administration's accomplishments on religious liberty, which include the protection of conscience for um, those in the healthcare community with regard to their, their, their forcing them to participate in abortions or other medical procedures against their conscience. Um, the administration has undone the other uh, federal actions and tax or um, executive orders that, uh, 
that, that President Trump had put into place. Um, the administration, you know, does not supporting, for instance, in this context, they want to sign this bill into law. They don't they don't want religious freedom protections in it. Um, they they failed to prioritize the issue internationally, as Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Ambassador at Large Sam Brownback had done in the State Department under under the previous administration. We'd made a point to send the signal that we will protect those around the world according to their faith, and um, and actually do it. You know, we we pressured Turkey, who were, when they detained Pastor Andrew Brunson, uh, put economic sanctions on them, forcing his return them to release him to, to come back to the United States. That matters, you know. And now this administration is instead is dropping its its promotion of religious freedom worldwide, instead uh, going around and pressuring governments to modify their cultural stance on crazy gender ideology issues. I mean, this is the priority of the Biden administration internationally. It's casting a shameful shadow over the U.S. You know, I, I've talked to people internationally, and they think they're like, "This is a, sh- you know, this is this is shameful." We. We're looking to the U.S. for help, and we're feeling pressured by the U.S. on our on our social views in our countries. And they think everyone in the U.S. believes these things. And I'm I'm telling them, no. You have a big segment of the U.S. population that does not agree with Biden's heavy hand uh, pushing these issues around the world. And so, yeah, overall, the the, the, the their record has been pretty bad, and um, it needs to be better. I mean, we've still got. Uh, uh, the, the issue of China's treatment of Uyghurs and its concentration camp system and um, treatment of Christians across the, the Middle East, treatment of the, the believers in Iran. And um, we need to be highlighting these situations internationally and, um, and not neglecting them. And unfortunately, Biden needs to give them more attention. Why do you think this administration has so much hostility towards religion or towards people of faith, as it seems. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's um, I think they they fail to understand that religious freedom is the right thing to protect. And they fail to see the value that there's it's almost like this worldview and this outlook that we can get by without without this whole religion thing, without these these Christians who who are increasingly being. uh, you know, the subject of of labels and having labels put on them domestically in the United States and and, um, uh, um, you know, being framed in a way is almost a problem to society instead of a value added and a contribution. And so we really need to cut through the false uh, narratives. Yeah, I mean, misinformation is a term that's used a lot these days, right? Well, there actually is misinformation out there about Christian beliefs. Um, other religious communities' beliefs, the way in which these are interacting with society. So I think there's a failure to really grasp the truth about Christianity in specific, religion in general, uh, that that helps people, you know, for instance, in high levels of the Biden administration, understand that this is a value-added society, and, and we actually shouldn't be wanting to marginalize Christians. We should be welcoming them in for their contributions. So I think there's a, a dangerous shift underway that that that's you know sort of the reason uh, the answer to your question is there's a dangerous shift that that is leading um, uh, a, a worldview shift among among officials members of um, the Biden administration and other uh, you know seats of power in our society that this shift is leading them to to not see the value and even say well this is a harm so we need to exclude it well that's a dangerous 
uh, place to be when I, you know, in light of sort of what I outlined earlier, which is the contributions of religious communities. We, we should not be, we've got a lot of problems in society. We need everyone at the table seeking to help solve them. Religious communities want to do that. So we need to be welcoming that, not marginalizing it. Quick commercial break, more on religious liberty in America. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. But I honestly think you can draw a direct correlation between the decline of religion in the country and the increased societal fall that we are having as a country. You know, I, there's there's this uh, high fashion brand Balenciaga, and they're facing backlash as they could or as they should for this disgusting ad campaign featuring child models holding teddy bears. The teddy bears are dressed in bondage gear. In one of the the ads, there is an image of the Supreme Court opinion case and a child pornography case as a prop 
promoting the handbag. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that, you know, a decade ago that this would be anywhere near acceptable. And the idea that if a fashion house like Balenciaga could think that there's anything okay with this, it's just, it, it's just outrageous and it's disgusting. But I, I think it sort of underscores where we are today as a society and how depraved and disgusting our society is, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, children have really been in the, the crosshairs of the the um, the sexual the sexualization of society. Children have been the focus of so much of of this push to sexualize society. And I mean, this has been going on for some time, but we are seeing an increasing focus on children. And that's, I think, in part why this is so horrific. I mean, I think there'd be problems with it, even if it had an adult in the ad, but but you've got a little child in it, in the ad, um, it, it tells us where we are. And I think, you know, people behind stuff like this just fail to have a frame of reference for where anyone else in society is at sometimes, their own worldview, that they don't have a component which enables them to say, well, there could be a problem with this in my, you know, from the per- per- the perspective of the person behind this, they probably are thinking, well, I don't see any problem with this. You know, this is the way I've, I've lived and, and <clears throat> the world I've been in, and, and it's about me, what I want to do sexually. Well, that's a very dangerous spot to be in as a society. You have a lot of people thinking that way. I think we've been sort of on that road. This is a data point. Thankfully, it's getting attention. Uh, you know, children, I, I think more people need to wake up about uh, uh, the, the targeting of children in this area. I think they are. I think this is behind the parental rights pushback against the sexualization of children in schools that we saw in Loudoun County, Virginia, several years ago, leading to um, Governor Youngkin's election. Uh, you're seeing this, we've seen this this issue arise around the country, seen it arise in Florida, the push of, of uh, curricula, the sexualization of children in schools and otherwise, Jack Rag, the drag queen story hour uh, issue. Um, thankfully, people are waking up, but I think more people need to wake up to the dangers of, of the road we're walking down, you know, the the, the um, push for children to receive puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, gender transition surgeries. Thankfully, the New York Times even called attention at the problems with these the other week. Um, more and more people are, and parents are waking up to this. But as you know, um, th- these are these are this is a dangerous data point. Um, uh, but I, so we just need to work and, and pray for more to to see the, the, what society is doing to its children and. Um, you know, if we can if we can increase that concern, we can address these problems. Travis Weber, uh, thanks so much for for joining the show. I appreciate the work you're doing at Family Research Council, and I hope people who are listening, you know, get active. Tell your senator to vote no on the Respect for Marriage Act. It's not as it seems, and it could undermine uh, religious liberty in America. So, uh, Travis, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, and let me just say too, real quick, um, if they want to contact our senators, they can go to frcaction.org slash marriage. That's frcaction.org slash marriage and find information there to reach out to their senators. Council on what I think is a really important issue, protecting religious liberty in America. That's what America's about. So if we lose that, I think we lose the country. 
So I appreciate his time. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank John Cassio as well for putting together this show every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. Uh, please leave us a review. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. I love reading those and, and seeing that. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.